on today's show, we are leather-bound as we talk to Johnny Leathers and discuss all the arcade bars he's been visiting throughout the country. We're also going to be talking about the D23 Expo as it pertains to Disney+, Plus, Marvel, and Star Wars. But this is only part one, because later on this week we'll be talking to the Don. Yes, we are bringing in some special guests as KB is gone for the next few weeks. So enjoy part one of this week's Johnny and Donnie experience on Free Your Geek. By the power of Grayskull, Winter is coming. Star Finish him. Fatality. And welcome to Free Your Geek. I am your host, Jay Free. And on the phone, we have the man known as Johnny Leathers. Yes, this is the leather bound edition of Free Your Geek. Johnny Leathers, how the heck are you? I'm doing great. It's been a while. Great to be back in the show. Yeah. Hope everything's well. Yeah, things are things are good. I mean, last time you were here, you actually had a studio to sit in. So, you know, you're you're a man. I, I said in the intro, um, which I recorded before you came on, I'm going to talk to you about some of your exploits as far as uh, arcade bars you've been visiting. But I also want to talk about some news that's going on. But, uh, yeah, the last time you were here, you were actually in studio, and things have changed a lot. Um, now we're kind of like a, a smaller production since we don't have, um, you know, the studio backing type of thing. We're, we're basically recording in my living room now, which, I'm, you know, you've been to before, so you know how small that is. But, anyway, we're, we have you on the phone. It's good to hear from you, and uh, let's let's just jump right into it. Since the last time we really talk to you uh what can you divulge we know that you're an international man of mystery so to speak johnny leathers we know that i mentioned in the intro that you've been doing a lot of uh, arcade stuff and pinball stuff so let's let's talk a little bit about that what you've been up to with that yeah so i've been traveling around the country and uh let's just say i had to delete 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 somebody but on the side you know while i've been traveling i do like to check out uh some arcade bars I'm in the process of opening up my uh, own Airbnb where you can pretty much rent out your own game room. And uh, my collection, I've got about 12 arcades myself, and I like to check out uh, the competition. So I was recently in uh, Kansas City, Missouri, and for whatever reason, that seems to have like three or four really dedicated arcade bars in about a four-block radius right in downtown. And I checked out Broadway Arcade, Uptown Arcade, and Tapcade. Tapcade was pretty interesting. It uh, it actually shares its location with a restaurant, a bar, and a movie theater. Believe it or not, they show a lot of movies from uh, from hits from today, from the 80s and the 90s. And out of the three bars that I went to, I would say Broadway Arcade had the best drinks. The best atmosphere and best lineup of games definitely goes to Up Down. And if you're a fan of Donkey Kong, uh, you're going to be a fan of uh, Tapcade. They got a whole wall mural as you're walking in of uh, 
Donkey Kong, and you could definitely do a barrel roll over there. So I guess <laughs> all those inside jokes. First of all, the delete, delete, delete to the reference to, to uh, Woken Matt Hardy I thought was really, really good. Um, it's funny. Uh, so we talked about Kansas, Kansas City, Missouri. Is that what you said? Uh, yes, yes. So, so within a four-block radius, one had the best drinks, one had the best lineup of arcades. What do you think is more important as an adult? Is it better with the drinks? Do you enjoy playing arcade games more inebriated, or can you still have fun being totally sober? Well, one of the good things about uh, Up Down is you can legally drink and drive. They've got a classic game from uh, my childhood. It's uh, Lucky and Wild. I believe it came out in 1992. And it's actually a driving slash shooting game. You can play a solo with a partner. One drives and shoots, or the other could just shoot. Uh, Lucky and Wild. Lucky drives and Wild just shoots. And you can have a few beverages and literally drink and drive and not get arrested. Uh, If you can only pick one of the arcades i would definitely say up down uh had a cool 90s feel to it they had saved by the bell themed drinks i had a jalapeno martini or a slater and they've got excellent pizza and just their whole vibe it's kind of wallpapered with um you know you've got a maugwai on one wall you got screech on another and uh you know all sorts of uh Reminders of the 80s and 90s. So if you could only pick one, I'd definitely go to Up Down. And I want to jump in right here. We're not even necessarily, we're about five and a half minutes in right now, and Johnny Leathers is already talking about drinking and driving. We don't condone actually doing that. So if you're going to be doing that in an arcade, it's great, as long as it's a driving game. Don't do that in real life, folks. Uh, I just had to put that little PSA out there because as soon as you said you can drink or and drive. at least don't get caught. Well, at least see, just don't get caught. Okay, the views and opinions of Johnny Leathers do not reflect those of Free Your Geek podcast or Jay Free. Um, so, okay, so Up Down was the best, and it had the, the, the Holy Grail. Is that the, what you were saying, the Holy Grail of games? Well, for me personally, um, it was kind of a rare game. A lot of games kind of got uh, destroyed in the early 2000s when, um, you know, they kind of fell out of favor. And because it's sort of a big, bulky game, you know, it's a sit-down driving game, uh, it is kind of hard to find. But I do remember playing it at the, this is going to show my age, at Big Top in Fall River. They had one. Shout out Back to the, the shout out to the former Big Top. It was actually a Chuck E. Cheese beforehand, then became Big Top in Fall River, Massachusetts, uh, right next to a Toy Works, I believe. I, I frequented that myself when I was younger. Uh, it was a great little, a great cool uh, little spot for a kid. Like video games all over the place, skee ball, basketball hoops, the whole nine. Dave and Buster's kind of ruined it, I think. Oh, totally, totally. Uh, Dave and Buster's is not an arcade. No, it's it's just like it's like a grown up. It's just a grown up Chuck E. Cheese. Um, I do want to say though, and I I wanted to bring this up to you. You mentioned you have a a collection of your own that you're starting. You said twelve, I believe. Was that correct? Yes. So to tie back to the whole Back to the Future thing, about a year ago, I bought one uh, Nintendo Play Choice with uh, the idea of turning it into a Wild Gunman from Back to the Future. And now, 12 machines later, uh, I still haven't turned it into Wild Gunman, but I'm getting into it. So it'll happen sometime in the future. Or will it be in the past, and then you'll have to get back to the future? 
You never know. And that's the worst joke you're going to hear in this entire podcast, so I apologize off the riff. Um, so, no, I guess my question to you is, is there, of the arcades that you have, is there still a missing piece? Is there still one that's like kind of like, as I mentioned earlier, the Holy Grail? Is there a Holy Grail uh, machine arcade that you still haven't collected that you want? Or like the, the kind of like the, the creme de la creme, if you will, something that you're still looking to get? Well, I'm pretty spoiled because I already sort of have uh, the cream of the crop for most collectors. I do have a blue uh, Donkey Kong. I also have a Donkey Kong Jr., uh, Donkey Kong 3. I'm working on a Fix-A-Felix conversion, uh, which is the Disney sort of um, sort of homage to Donkey Kong. And I've got three Nintendo Play Choices uh you know i've got more arcades than i can remember which is a good problem to have but i would have to say that the whole well after donkey kong the holy grail will be a lucky and wild machine but like wayne from wayne's world she will be mine oh yes she will be mine there's gonna be tons i I love that reference there's gonna be tons of those like 90s 80s and 90s references i think throughout this whole podcast um which i think is phenomenal uh, so other than that, what else have you been really doing? I know we kind of talked offline a little bit. You, you wanted to talk about a, a television show. So have you been streaming anything, uh, specifically? Yes. Yeah, so I've kind of, uh, gone down the wormhole of mind hunters, uh, which is an excellent show on Netflix. Oh. It's loosely based on, um, the beginning of when the, F- the FBI started studying serial killers and I just binge season one and two again. It's a great series, and unfortunately, or unfortunately, now I'm even watching interviews of the actual serial killers. So, so it's that's kind of, what I've been binging. It's, it's the equivalent of like when you click on a YouTube video and then they have like related videos, and you're like, oh, okay, I'm gonna watch this, and the next thing you know, it's like I started watching, you know, from point A. How did I get to point W? But um, I wanted to to ask you. So, how? What? Where are you binging that? Is that Netflix? Yes, yes. I uh, just finished season one and two on Netflix, and it's it's an excellent show. The acting is great. It's really got some, uh, you know, it really keeps you suspenseful, and uh, it's just a great show. Definitely check it out. So is it, is it like reenactment type uh, scenarios, and they run for about an hour? Is that what I'm assuming? It's an hour long show, and it's uh, it's a dramatization. It's uh, for instance, Charles Manson. Ed Kemper and other various serial killers are in the show. And season two deals with a serial killer in Atlanta, Georgia. And thanks to the profiling and really studying and getting into the mind of how serial killers work. I'm not really spoiling anything because it is, it is based in history, but they do eventually find uh, the serial killer in Atlanta that was terrorizing a neighborhood in the late seventies. That's cool. Like, so now it does each episode, is each episode a standalone or for lack of a better term and no pun intended, is it serial in the fact that it it goes, you know, throughout the entire season? Oh, it's definitely a serialized, um, narrative. Season one, you know, has a beginning and an end and same thing with season two. Now a season one and two connected, or if somebody just wanted, if they were looking up the description and they saw season two, could they watch that before they watch season one or would they be totally lost? 
you can uh, you can start from season one or two. Uh, you're better off starting from way from the beginning. But uh, if all you watch is season two, there's still enough there to get you uh, to get you hooked. Excellent, excellent. And and along those same lines, Netflix also had uh, Zac Efron playing, I believe, Ted Bundy. Um, did they? Did you? Did you happen to see that series? No, unfortunately, I uh, you know I kind of stick with the, with the Al Bundys myself, so you know I don't get to the Ted Bundy, but you know, and so we definitely got... go. I, was... I definitely you know celebrate the four touchdowns in a single game by Chicago's own Al Bundy. We had we had a, a Married with Children and a Wayne's World reference in the span of five minutes, and I absolutely love it. And I absolutely love it. But no, if you if you haven't checked that out, it was actually pretty good too. Zach Efron did a really really good job. Um, yes and uh you know the reviews i haven't seen them myself you know they say that uh, the reviews uh that zach efron gives a real terrifying performance as ten bundy i haven't seen it myself but personally i think he was much more scarier you know really more threatening when he was in high school musical i i would agree with that sir i would agree with that you know and thank you for like making my jokes in the beginning kind of seem funnier than they actually are so i appreciate that um Okay, I want to I want to kind of switch switch gears here a little bit um, because we also know, uh, Mister Leathers, you're you're a fan of the the Disney, and uh, the Star Wars, as if I can make that as generic as possible. Um, this would be a correct statement, right? Absolutely, the Force is definitely with me. All right, so we want to talk. I'll talk a little bit about D twenty three. I'm we'll talk about some of the movies and Disney Plus. After the break, but I want to talk a couple of Marvel things first. Um, just just some generic stuff about the parks. So have you heard, um, all of these actually come from marvel.com, and uh, the first the article I have, did you hear about Disney Parks revealing Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind at Epcot? Yes, I can't wait to, uh, to see that. Okay, so let me, let me do a little reading here. I'm going to read almost verbatim, but... During the presentation on the final day of the D23 Expo, the reimagining of Epcot was revealed and some very exciting details about our favorite group of space adventurers were shared. In the newly named section of Epcot, World Discover, stories about science, technology, and intergalactic adventures come to life. For the first time ever, World Discover will host an Other World Showcase Pavilion at Epcot with the Guardians of the Galaxy cosmic rewind and then a little bit more information and i'm going to butcher this so i'm going to try i'm going to try to pronounce this the adventure begins in the galaxarium a planetarium-like exhibition that explores the similarities and mysteries of the formation of earth's galaxy in xandar which if you're familiar with the first guardians movie that's the planet um, where the nova Corps are Guests will be invited to learn more about the treasures Xandar has to share. That is, until the Guardians of the Galaxy arrive on the scene. And once that happens, then your adventure across the cosmos begin. The brand new attraction will feature the latest innovation from Walt Disney Imagineering, a storytelling coaster that rotates 360 degrees to focus your attention on the action, including the first reverse launch on a Disney coaster. That's that seems like I I can't wait for that. I don't know when that's supposed to be um, finished. I don't know if you have any more information on that, but 
Um, I am super psyched. I want to check this out like yesterday. Speaking of Back to the Future, if I had a DeLorean, I'd go already into the future while this is done and, and check this out. But any thoughts on that, Johnny Leathers? Well, one definitely thing is, you know, what Epcot has sort of officially, unofficially, is you can drink around the world. And I definitely like to start my drinking around the world in Mexico. By the time, and you have a drink at each country, and by the time you get to America in the middle, you're definitely uh, half in the leather bag or half in half in the bag, if you know what I'm saying. But now with these additions, you can drink around the galaxy, which I think is a definite plus. Uh, so I definitely want to, uh, I can't wait to go to Xandar. Uh, I definitely want to hang out with Nova Prime. I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, yeah, I'm just really excited to see how, if they're going to use like uh, the voice actors, if it's going to be like an animatronic type thing, kind of like the Simpsons ride. That's what I'm assuming since it goes 360 degrees. Um, have you been on that Simpsons ride at Universal? I don't dare speak about that travesty because they did destroy the Back to the Future ride oh, for that so for that horrible piece of technology. But, uh, it, you know, they pretty much took the Back to the Future tape out and put a Simpsons tape in there. It's very similar to the the ride system. Pretty much is what they used in Back to the Future. They replaced the lenses in the display and upgraded the vehicles a bit, but... I'm still kind of upset they got rid of well, Back to and the Future. I understand the ride. that because, you know, go back to one of our older episodes and, and Johnny Leathers was talking about uh, doing a, I believe you were doing a DeLorean at the time or you were looking into doing that because Back to the Future holds such a like strong place in your heart. So Yes, I'm still, uh, I'm st- I still have more pots for the, for the project. It's slowly getting there. Excellent, excellent. All right, before break, I want to talk about one other thing. Uh, and you know, this is just on a whim, Johnny, do you listen to any like streaming, speaking of streaming, streaming music, like, uh, let's say, uh, Pandora or like maybe a, like Sirius XM, anything like that? Be honest with you. I stick pretty much to vinyl. So, so Johnny Leathers is old school, but you, you, you know, of these, uh, streaming services, these satellite radio and, and whatnot, um, but to celebrate uh, Marvel's 80th anniversary, so this might actually get you into Pandora or Sirius XM. This also comes from Marvel.com. During Marvel's 80th anniversary panel at the D23 Expo 2019, Marvel, Sirius XM, and Pandora announced plans to launch an all-new exclusive music station in a limited-time channel. Marvel's 80th The Road to Marvel Comics number 1000 to celebrate 80 years of Marvel. The Pandora Station and Limited Time Sirius XM Channel 4 and Sirius XM On Demand start as of this recording in two days, Thursday, August 29th. It's going to be released just two days before Marvel's birthday, Marvel's 80th. The Road to Marvel Comics number 1000 will take listeners on a journey through eight decades of music, pop culture and the marvel universe starting in 1939 the historic year that featured the the debut of the human torch and marked the birth of the sprawling marvel universe that fans know today so even if you download pandora and listen to some free music uh, via pandora you can theoretically listen to 80 years of marvel on the a special pandora station so thoughts on that johnny leathers i'll have to definitely give that a shot 
I'm wondering I'm wondering if they're going to be putting like not just like songs from the the time when Marvel was like, you know, I'm wondering if like for example with early Captain America, er, early Spider-Man if they're going to play kind of stuff that uh Stan Lee and Steve Ditko and and some of the other, you know, creators at Marvel were kind of like listening to, maybe they kind of like curate some of their favorite songs from those timelines and play that or maybe they'll play music you know, like again, we talked. We just talked about Guardians of the Galaxy. They have an amazing soundtrack with a multitude of different songs. Maybe when can when we get into those decades within the years of on this Marvel station, maybe they'll be playing the soundtracks from something like Guardians of the Galaxy. I really don't know, but only I'll, go ahead. Only time will tell. Yeah, and I'm excited. Like, imagine like putting on this Pandora station and hearing the cartoon Spider-Man theme song. How cool would that be? Oh, I can't wait to hear that myself. Well, Aerosmith actually does a cover of it, too. So I know we talked a little bit uh, about Back to the Future ride, Simpsons ride. What about the Aerosmith ride? Have you ever been on that? Oh, yes. It's one of my favorite rides. And actually, Joe Perry, I believe, did the theme song to the Spider-Man TV show in the 90s. Oh, see, there you go. I did not know that. And, you know, I, I've never got a chance to ride on either the Back to the Future or the Aerosmith ride, so I guess I'll just have to dream on. And that's my bad joke for the the evening. All right, folks. I like it. I like it. <laughs> we're going to come back. Uh, we're going to go to break. When we come back from break, we're going to talk about uh, some other Disney Plus uh, streaming services. I have a deal, by the way, if you're looking to get Disney Plus we can get it for a reduced price, and we'll talk a little bit about that after the break. And then Johnny Leathers and I will also be talking some Star Wars news, but I'm going to let Johnny take the lead on that. But we'll be back after this break. Hey, everyone. I want to quickly tell you about 4041 Media. 4041 Media is a collection of podcasts in the southern New England area. And in addition to the great show that is Free Your Geek, you can check out 4041media.com and listen to the Psych Your Crime podcast to figure out why the crazies commit the crimes that they do. Or if movies are more your thing, check out the cast of characters at Movie Theater Time Machine. You can hear all of that at 4041media.com. That's 4041media.com. 4041media. For listeners, by listeners. And welcome back to the Free Your Geek podcast. Filling in for KB is the man known as Johnny Leathers. Johnny, welcome back. It's great to be here. And uh, I want to let you know that I'm not necessarily trying to find a new co-host, but I'm not not trying to find a new co-host either. But KB's gone for the next few weeks, so... I'm going to have uh, a number of different people kind of jump in and uh, on the phone and just interview and talk and have some fun. So you're the first one. So uh, this is like your unofficial interview for co-host of uh, For Your Geek or at least uh, a potential fill-in when one of us can't be here. So uh, welcome back. You're doing a great job. Let's uh, move on to some of the next topics. And we're sticking with the, the D23 Expo. Um Let's let's talk about we we started talking about some streaming services earlier with Netflix and Mindhunter and then we talked about some Pandora stuff but let's talk about Disney Plus. So, um Johnny, being a fan of Disney, um I know you're probably looking forward uh to this Disney Plus streaming service. Um there's some new shows specifically toward Marvel and then we'll go toward the Star Wars route. But I want to um start with there's a a new show coming out called Marvel Hero Project. 
on November 12th. That's coming out on Disney+. And this is the first produced nonfiction unscripted series by Marvel New Media. It's called Marvel's Hero Project, and it will premiere with the launch of Disney Plus on Tuesday, November 12th. The remaining episodes will be released weekly on Fridays, starting with episode two on Friday, November 15th. And the description of it is essentially, it says, In life, it doesn't take wearing a suit of iron, carrying a mythical hammer, or swinging from a spider web to be a real hero. Sometimes the person who can make a positive difference in the world is the person who simply sees a problem and has the passion to find a creative solution. The first of its kind for Marvel Entertainment, a 20-episode series, shares the remarkable positive change several young heroes are making in their own communities across the country. These inspiring kids have dedicated their lives to selfless acts of bravery and kindness, and now Marvel celebrates them as the true superheroes they are, by welcoming by, by welcoming them into Marvel's Hero Project, so essentially it sounds like it's going to be almost like a reality TV, but it's going to be almost like I don't want to say a puff piece, but it's going to be like positive, everyday people doing good in the world, and I think that's actually a really cool concept, uh, you know, for something like a Disney. You know, Disney is typically geared a lot toward children, so if the parents buy it and then their kids watch it, and this is a show that's on there, showing them how like normal everyday people can put more good in the world. I think that's a very positive message. Just wanted to get your thoughts on that. Well, you know, Disney, you know, they definitely do shine a light on, uh, you know, I guess I'm going to call them special, special junior warriors. So, you know, Disney's all about the SJWs and I guess this show is going to be plenty of that. And that was another Johnny Leathers joke right there. And I, I kind of, I, I can kind of feel your smile as you're talking because you know you're making like this joke. And I, I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, moving on to Disney Plus, some other Marvel shows: Miss Marvel, Moon Knight, and She-Hulk. Today at the D23 Expo, fans of all ages gathered in Hall D23 to get a glimpse of what was to come when Disney Plus, the new streaming service from the Walt Disney Company, launches on November 12th. Marvel fans got an extra special treat when Kevin Feige took to the stage to not only give fans a glimpse of upcoming shows such as already announced, uh, such as, you know, Vision, WandaVision, uh, we're talking Loki, we're talking Cap... Uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon. I almost called them Captain America. Um, but they also announced that uh, She-Hulk, Moon Knight, and Miss Marvel are all going to be new shows as well. So what are your thoughts you know, just as far as all these like live-action shows that are taking place? I know you're not as well-versed in the Marvel Universe as you might be within the Star Wars Universe, but I know that you've seen a, a number of the, the films in theater what do you think about taking some of these characters that might not have their own standalone movie or might not be you know created for such a standalone movie but putting them on an, a live action you know maybe like a 10 episode run on disney plus well i'm definitely willing to give them a shot typically uh, marvel i think a lot of people agree marvel has much better uh, movies they're not so great on tv with a few exceptions and while DC has some great TV and maybe not the best movies, I am uh, am curious to see what uh, what kind of live action Marvel has to bring for the new Disney Plus service. And one thing I'm really curious about, and I can't wait, is they're actually going to be using a lot of the voice talent, even though it's going to be an animated show. Uh, there's What If yes. that's going to be a recurring series. 
And for instance, one of the episodes that features the voices of Peggy Cotta and Captain America is what if this, the soldier serum was given to Peggy Cotta instead of Captain America? That's see, you, you already jumped the gun, but I love that because I had that in my news. Yeah, what if? Haley Atwell is going to be portraying Agent Carter. It's going to be an animated series, and it really allows you to take the known universe. We we saw in Avengers Endgame, and spoilers if you haven't seen that yet, but there's tons of, you know, alternate realities that can be created. You know, we saw Loki take the Tesseract and disappear, so we know there's going to be an alternate reality there, so that's where probably most likely his series is going to pick up. We're going to have um, Falcon and Winter Soldier most likely in the current timeline that we know where, you know, uh, Falcon is now the new Captain America. And then we have What If, which is going to be the animated series, as you mentioned. And you can take some of these stories and kind of play, you know, the What If game. What if What if Captain America, what if Steve Rogers chose Bucky to be the new Captain America? What if uh, Wanda successfully was able to remove the Mind Stone from Vision before Thanos came and ripped it out himself? Who kn- You can take classic marvel stories or what we know of the marvel cinematic universe and turn it on its head and just go in a totally different direction which i think is really really cool we'll see what happens yes we will now johnny i don't know we're going to get into star wars here in a second because i'll talk about that on disney plus but before we do that how do you feel is is disney plus something that you're interested in yeah, I mean, if they're definitely going to have um, shows you can only watch there, and if I can locate all my favorite Disney and ABC shows all together, I'm definitely going to pay my uh, nine bucks a month. Well, so, it's, so I was going to say, do you know the price point? It's going to be seven bucks a month. Oh, even better. It's going to well, give uh, Netflix a run for its money. Well, even better, sir, if you act quickly, depending uh I want to. You can actually pre-order Disney for less than four dollars a month right now. Um, so Disney Plus is set to officially launch in the U.S., Canada, and the Netherlands on November twelfth. However, the company is currently allowing members of its D twenty three fan club, which anyone can join as a general member for free, to pre-order the service at a pretty significant discount. From now until September second, Disney is offering a Founders Circle deal for the streaming service that cuts. $23 off its annual price, making it cost just $3.92 a month. The catch? You have to sign up for three years of the service at once, which comes out to $140.97. That said, if it's something you're anticipating wanting to have, then that's... Well, a- it's been great being on this show. I'm actually going to go sign up. So it's been great being on this <laughs> well, show. I, I look at it that way. It's 100 So it's like 50 bucks a month, right? Give or take. $140.97. So you say for three years, it's 50 bucks a month. That's less than... You know what? What five bucks? Five bucks a month? You know? Yeah, I'm definitely gonna grab at that deal. And um, you know, early adopters do kind of get the the best deal. Uh, this reminds me of uh, my free Sirius satellite radio. I paid five hundred dollars for a lifetime subscription back when uh, Stern premiered, and it's still free to me to this day. So and that's amazing. Uh, definitely get on. I'm definitely gonna. Uh, Get on that uh, that that uh, cheap deal. Yeah, you have about uh, five days. Uh, so uh, September second is the cutoff date. So anyone listening to this within the first five days five days of this podcast dropping, and that's something you want to do, you should do it ASAP. Just pause the podcast right now. 
Go sign up as a D23 fan club member. Sign up, pay $140.97, and you get three years of the Disney Plus streaming service, which boils down to less than $4 a month. And even if you don't want to do it, think about it. It's 7 bucks a month, which, again, as Johnny Leathers already pointed out, is going to give Netflix a run for its money because I believe Hulu is right around that, too, and I think that's owned by Disney as well. If I'm not, if I'm not uh, incorrect with that, but I just think four bucks. Disney a month, owns everything. Yeah, pretty much. You know, with the exception of Spider-Man. Ayo, that's a Johnny Leathers joke. Um, so never mind. I was gonna make a bad Spider-Man joke. We, we didn't really talk about that. What were your thoughts on that? That's all up in the air. I hear that you know Disney owns Spider-Man, and they don't. It keeps going back and forth. Um, you know, as long as I get some more. Uh, Spider-Man movies, I'll be happy as long as I get him in some form or another. And I don't know if it's ever going to happen, but I would like to see sort of what DC is doing with the uh, Infinite Crisis, where they're having all different forms of superheroes. There's different versions of Batman and Superman. For instance, uh, Tom Welling is reprising his role as Clark Kent. That's what I hear. And um, I'm going to wrap this web back in, but I would love to see Tobey Maguire, Andrew Garfield, and other different forms of Spider-Man in one confined movie or series. What so if the, what here's if they hope were, for that. What if they did a live action Into the Spider-Verse movie? I'd definitely, be, uh, definitely buy a ticket to that. And then we could bring in all three versions of – actually, I think the – rest in peace, but I think the original Aunt May from the Tobey Maguire movie passed away. But I'm like, imagine bringing in all the Aunt Mays too. That'd be kinda, yes, and that'd be uh, cool. hopefully I'm kind of crossing my fingers that uh, while we haven't seen Uncle Ben in the new Tom Holland universe, but we do have Aunt May as Marissa Tomei. And, uh, you know, kind of my secret wish is Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei will be together as Aunt and uh, Aunt ben, Uncle Ben and Aunt May, but we'll see what happens. I have to call my contacts in Disney well, and see if I can make that happen. I was gonna say, wouldn't Marissa Tomei, if if it were, wouldn't Joe Pesci play Peter Parker's father? Because so she could be my cousin. No, never mind. I was gonna make a joke because um, aunt and cousin it's a whole thing. But actually, uh, let's move on before we start getting to really bad jokes. Um, let's talk some more movies as far as it uh, pertains to Marvel, and then uh, then we'll talk Star Wars. <laughs> Uh, now, Johnny, are you a fan of, or were you a fan, uh, season finale or series finale, notwithstanding, uh, Game of Thrones? I never speak of that horrible, horrible disaster. <laughs> well, so you must know of the Game of Thrones world, though. Yes, yes. So you know the the gentleman, uh, Jon Snow, played by Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington is joining the new Marvel Eternals movie, and he's going to be reunited with uh, Richard Madden, who played Rob Stark in Game of Thrones. So two of the Stark boys are going to be together again in one Marvel film for the Eternals. So he's going to be playing the Black Knight, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Dane Whitman is the alias of the Black Knight. Um, actually, instead of watching that, I'm going to watch Dark Phoenix and the Jessica Alba Fantastic Four movies on a loop for the next 30 hours instead of watching that. So. Oh, well, see, it's good It's well. That's, it's good to know where your priorities lie. I mean, uh, you do have some um, really like big names, though. We have uh, Angelina Jolie. Uh, 
who else is in this movie? I forget who else they uh, announced for this movie, but I know Angelina Jolie was the big one. And uh, obviously Kit Harington, Richard Madden. There's going to be some, there's going to, I don't know much about the Eternals, but to, to be fair, I didn't know much about Guardians of the Galaxy and it became one of my favorite Marvel flicks. So if, if anybody can do it, it's Marvel. But leaving, well, I got to tell you, know, you some say they're going to give Avengers a run for their money. I say it's the B team. So, and, and you're well with, like, again, I thought Guardians was going to be awful and Guardians was going to be the B team and just like, oh, this is going to be the first failure. I thought Ant Man was going to be the first failure and they've all been actually pretty good, like average to, to good for most of those flicks. But let's move on. Let's move on. Let's talk about some Star Wars because I know that's kind of your forte. Let's, let's end on a Johnny Leathers high note, so to speak. Um, what do you want to start with first? You want to stay with, uh, since we're talking about Disney Plus, you want to talk about yeah, the uh, let's, Mandalorian? Yeah, let's go with the uh, Mandalorian. I've seen the trailer. I'm very excited. I have yet to I'm see already... the trailer. So you're, you're up. I'm going to let you run this run this ship. You you This is your audition. No pressure or anything, but go ahead. Sell me on it, sir. It's got a great cast, and I'm already mourning the death of uh, of Carl Weathers. He seems to die in every franchise that he's in. He played the late, great Apollo Creed. Unfortunately, he was killed by Mr. T in Rocky Three. He does live on through his son, uh, Adonis Creed, in the new Creed series. And he also played the lovable golf pro Chubbs. Uh, but unfortunately, he died. He The alligator that bit his hand and it was scaring him and he fell out of a window and he died again. So I'm hoping that Carl Weathers lives long and prospers in this new Star Wars series. But he kind of dies just as much as Sean Bean in all his uh in all his shows and TV shows. So I hope he uh I hope he lives long, but I'm not going to hold my breath. What was your what was your favorite part of the uh the trailer that you saw? I'm going to definitely say Carl Weathers. It was a nice surprise and I'm looking forward to see what he brings to the the Star Wars galaxy. And for those that might not be familiar, why don't you give a brief synopsis of what uh you believe the series is going to be about? Well, the Mandalorian um, wears armor that's very similar to Boba Fett, and it's going to have to do with a lot of bounty hunters. The trailer showed a lot of action. There was definitely some firefights in a cantina. Who knows if it's the same Tatooine cantina that we've seen in the past. And there was a robot bounty hunter that looked very similar. I'm not sure if it is uh, IG-88, but we'll see. Very cool, and that's going to be dropping on Disney Plus as a series. Absolutely. So you can buy your 150 for the next three years, and uh, be, I think it's going to be well worth it for the Mandalorian series alone. And I think that's dropping in November, if I'm not mistaken. But dropping in December, leaving Disney Plus behind, let's go back to the theater. I believe they said in Christmas time, in December, we are having the next Star Wars movie, which I believe is what, episode... Four, five, six, seven, nine. Episode nine? Is that what we're, we're seeing? Yes, The Rise of Skywalker. And we, and we, we saw some... released. Yeah, go ahead and talk about it. We, I, I saw this trailer, but I know they kind of like went to the past before going to the future. But yeah, tell me all about your thoughts on that. I like the trailer. It definitely had some promise. It starts with a montage that actually starts with the original trilogy. Some montages of our favorite heroes, Luke... Han, Leia, Lando. Then it goes and it drops back to the prequels. 
And then it shows clips of the new cast. They're on uh, some sort of desert planet. There's some fighting lightsaber battles that people say may be on the wreck of the Death Star. And I don't want... And uh, it definitely kind of takes a lump in your throat. Have you seen the end of the trailer? I have. So, yeah, just to touch base on what you saw, like uh, what you mentioned earlier, rather, is that, so yeah, with all the montage... When it went to the prequels, we saw both the young and older versions of Ben Kenobi, Obi-Wan Kenobi, uh, and as well as Mace Windu, which I, was, I thought it was funny to see Samuel L. Jackson in a Star Wars trailer, like, you know, in this day and age. But yes, then I saw the big fight, and uh, it looks like Rey has a red saber that turns into some almost like a Darth Maul staff. I don't know, or kind of like uh, telescopes so to speak yes and i do have a great prediction um because some people are worried is ray gonna turn evil with this uh red folding darth maulish lightsaber and uh i'm just gonna say here first i mean it's uh she's definitely gonna turn evil because as we all know women are all evil so and again the views and opinions expressed by johnny leathers do not reflect those of jay free or free your geek podcast uh johnny uh I don't even know what to say to that. I'm just like, okay, it's difficult, Johnny. Lazo. All, you know, I think I think we're gonna be faked out. I know that's why you know you're you're half joking with that, or hopefully full joking with that. But I I think it's gonna be one of those like dream sequences where she kind of like when she reaches out to the force and she saw, um, oh, what's what's the uh, the Sith in the the new trilogy? So I'm not I'm not a, as big of a Star Wars buff. What's the dude's name? Well, we had Snoke, and it seems that the Emperor and maybe Vader is back for this new installment. Yeah, but what's uh, what's we'll, the we'll what's see the, in December. What's uh what's Han and, and Leia's kid's name? Oh, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren. That's the one I couldn't think of. I was gonna call him Darth something, but yeah, Kylo Ren. Like, remember how they had like a dream sequence between uh, Ray and Kylo Ren? Like, I think there's gonna be something like that where she's gonna be like tapping into the Force and seeing the path that she could go down. And she's going to kind of like scoff at it and then go back to the. So what do you think, uh, just to kind of finish up, what do you think the title Rise of Skywalker really means? Do we think that she's a Skywalker? That's that's going to be tough. I mean, it really could go either way. Maybe Luke comes back and brings some or maybe Anakin comes back. I mean, they are all Skywalkers or maybe. Even Kylo Ren himself is technically part of the Skywalker family. Maybe he redeems himself. Maybe Rey goes evil. Uh, it's really too soon. Um, it's really too soon to tell, you know. But we'll find out in December. I can't wait for December. I, I mean, I'm you know I'm sure tickets are going to be crazy and it's going to be a box office smash per usual. Um, but if this, do you really feel like this is going to be the end? of the star wars universe as far as the characters that we know or do you think that based on the popularity what they're going to do is they're going to tie up all the characters from the original trilogy uh and then they're going to just focus on these new characters moving forward or do you think they're going to i mean i don't think they're going to stop making star wars movies i think it's it's they i think they kind of had a little stumble with the solo movie but i thought rogue one was really really good I liked Solo. I just didn't do what they expected it to do in the box office. I knew there was talk about doing an Obi-Wan Kenobi Solo flick. 
Um, but I, I still think they're going to do more movies. I just don't know if they're going to focus on the universe and other characters that we haven't met before, or if they're introducing us to you know Poe and Ray and whatnot, and they're going to do new storylines with them moving forward. What were your, what are your thoughts on that? It's interesting you say that because there's rumors all over the interwebs, which is a series of holes and tubes, but the rumors are, and I've heard it from so many different sources, that I'd like to think they definitely carry some weight. So when Lucas sold Star Wars to Disney a few years ago, what's starting to pipe out, at least from the rumor mill, is George Lucas still gets a cut of everything he created. For instance, he created Luke. And there's a lot of people who are speculating that the reason why Luke was killed or he may come back is they don't want to pay Lucas a percentage. Now, for instance, the new cast, Finn and Ray, which were completely created by Disney, Lucas doesn't have a cut anymore. And when you take a step back and you realize that Han is dead, Luke is dead, they killed um, It's a Trap. Oh, I forget that character's name. Is you know, they Ak definitely Akbar? seem. Yes, Admiral Akbar. You know, it seems like they're kind of. Uh, I'm going to harken back to, uh, to my favorite wrestler. They're delete, delete, deleting, you know, a lot of the classic trilogy. And a big criticism of the new Galaxy's Edge in, um, in the Disney theme parks is there's almost no original trilogy in those parks so it all kind of adds flame to this force fire uh that you know they're creating their own characters and their own story and they're literally killing left over because they don't want to write lucas a check but i like to think that there is some truth in that well there you go so i'm, I'm looking forward but you think they're going to be doing more movies just outside of uh the universe that we know yeah, they're going to be, like Weird Al says, they'll be making these movies to the end of time. And, um, you know, but uh, after episode nine, I'm kind of ready to move on. You know, uh, my characters are on their way out, or it seems that way. And, uh, you know, I'm going to look forward to this movie, and then I'm kind of ready to move on. And we're going to move on, and we're going to end the podcast. So, Johnny Leathers, thank you for your insights. Thank you for jumping on and being a guest host. Um, I appreciate you jumping on. I appreciate catching up with you. You sound like you're doing some really big moves right now with the arcade business and, and everything that you're doing, which is we wish you nothing but the best. And uh, we'll have to not wait so long to get you back on the show for next time. Thank you, thank you. And this goes out to all the listeners of the Freer uh, Geek podcast, especially with the arcades. You can touch my joystick anytime you want, and I'm out. And that's great. Well, before you leave, uh, usually I have KB do the catchphrase. Do you remember, do you know the catchphrase? Are you are you an avid listener, Johnny Leathers? I am an avid listener, and the catchphrase is, "Oh, get your geek on."
you're still here. It's over. Go home. <laughs>